You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I'm delighted here to be chatting with Joanne McNally. And I have seen Joanne on Tommy Tiernan uh, in the 2018 episode, uh, mm. in addition to the more recent one. And uh, that's uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, Joanne is about to uh, commence her coast to coast Canadian Just for Laughs tour. Uh Tough Joanne. Good morning. You're a Razzie, but you don't. You're you're, you're a Dublin well, a Dublin Razzie. I but yeah, I guess I am. Was, I'm adopted, so I didn't know yeah. that I was a Razzie yeah. <laughs> until I until I found my biological parents and they delivered the news. I was like, what? Because I have a very south side Dublin accent, which has kind of gotten me in a lot of trouble over the years. Like there was a time when people were saying. Other comedians were telling me I'd, I'd never make it as a comedian because no one had listened to this accent. But right. then when it turned out that I was originally, I was could have had a, lived a life in Roscommon, I did find it quite funny, actually. It's like the polar opposite. And Roscommon is the most conservative county in Ireland. It is. Yes, it, they, is. it is. Yeah, I, was, I think they're trying to shake that. But they were the only ones who voted no for the marriage referendum, I think, weren't they? God yeah, it was, it was something or other. There was they were the only ones that that didn't go along with the the rest of the opinion at the time. They need a shake out. In <laughs> ten years' time, that all, all those people will be dead, and the young ones will come up. <laughs> yeah, I've I've some good friends in Roscommon, but we won't talk about them. <laughs> no. Um, you talk comedy, but before you talk comedy, you mentioned you were adopted. When did you find yeah. out? When did you find out? Oh, I always knew. So it was like, I never, I was never sat down and delivered the news. I just knew. My mum said she turned it into a, a bedtime story for me. So she, every night she'd tell me, you know, you, everyone loves you. Your your biological mother loved you so much and she could, she knew she couldn't give you what you needed. So she loved you so much. She gave you to us. Right. We love you. Like it was all, it was all a very happy love, love, love story. I never felt rejected or anything like that. No, I think my, that's why I got, I became so confident because I just kept, I was just being told I was loved all the time. Right. Because my, our daughter, uh, we found out I'm about a sixth cousin or thereabouts to my wife. And when we mentioned that to my daughter, she says that explains everything. But uh, aside from <laughs> that, aside from that, she always came, she, she was switched at birth, but <laughs> she couldn't be from our house. But, um, she might have been. <laughs> So, um, at what stage then did you see comedy and banter as a means of interacting with people? I always loved laughing. Like, I know there's some, there's different types of comedians, but there's some comedians who are quite serious in school. I wasn't. I was the class clown for sure. One of them. There were several of us. Um, and I was always a bit of a cheap laugh. I'd find, I'd find anything funny, really. And, I had a pretty happy, I was a pretty happy person. Now, obviously, that changes when you get older, but so I, I always enjoyed it. Me and my, I've, some of my friends are some of the funniest people I've ever met. Some of the fun, like my friends are way funnier than I am. Like I, I learn a lot of stories and stuff from the girls talking about dates and all that stuff. So I'm surrounded by very funny people, and it's our currency. We love making each other laugh. That's what we love doing. And I just got very lucky in that I was able to make a career out of it. So, Joanne, I know when you say that, uh, we were having dinner with friends of ours in Borough about two or three weeks ago, and there was this guy there, and he spoke like Michael Harding, and he was actually much funnier. And he's a vet, but so he, he just literally was off the cuff. Um, oh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, aside from that, did you experience any bullying at school? 
No, no bullying. I was very lucky in that way. No right. one, no one bullied me. Yeah. Well, if they did bully me, I certainly didn't notice. Yeah, because you know it's a thing when you look back on. Oftentimes, it can end up providing material without you knowing it for life. Yeah. No, I was never bullied. Thank God. Right. Yeah. And- no, I wasn't. And then at what stage, when you say you were getting been fed by your friends for material, at what stage would you have become aware of the opposite sex and the, the ability to have fun uh, at, oh. maybe, at maybe their expense? I, well, I was always boy mad, even when I was, even when I was a kid. Like, you know, I was always, I, there's a photos of me around the time of my communion. I have a huge bruise on my chin. Uh, and I got it from playing Kiss Chase and this poor child, Fionn was his name, was couldn't get away from me fast enough and I grabbed onto his hood and he ripped the whole thing off and like face planted myself. So I was always boy mad. I think I have a single cell or something. Like I don't think I'd ever get married or settle down. So I always liked dating and meeting men and we and the girls love talking about us. It's our favourite thing to talk about um, and I mean, there's obviously, everyone knows there's great humour in dates, love, sex, heartbreak. When you're, on your, when you're on your own, like I went out kayaking yesterday and I spent an hour in the river. When you're on your own, where do you go on your head? Well, it's very, I'm, very bu- I'm very busy with work at the moment. So there's a lot of work stuff floating around up there. Like there's, a, you know, a lot of like very boring stuff. Like I have a bloody huge tax, tax bit. Like that stuff, that's where my head goes. But I love listening to podcasts. I'm very rarely alone with my own thoughts. I like to fill my brain with other people's thoughts so that I don't have to think about my own thoughts. Podcasts, books. That's right. the kind of stuff I like putting into my brain. Yeah. And when you say books, what do you read? I read... Everything I read fiction. Um, yeah. I love a kind of a, I love a bit of self help. I love a bit of like I did sociology in college. I love a bit of sociology. Um, I love a bit of pop psychology. I love female memoirs. You yeah. know, like the more Efron's of this world, that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel you're, you're like it's like a gift to yourself. You're just teaching yourself things all the time by reading and taking advice from other people and also just like escaping into the world that they've made. You don't have to stay on your own. So from all that absorption, be it the podcast, the books and all the rest, when you're on stage and there's an interaction with the audience. Yeah. I I guess you must thrive. And are you looking for a good heckler? No, I have no interest in that now. None. I wouldn't be calling out for hecklers. I don't. I haven't. Re- I haven't had any. None that I can remember. Again, maybe I'm just completely deluded. Maybe I just don't hear them. No, my. And when they do, when they heckle, they're not being negative. They're just maybe a bit drunk. And nice. They're. They've kind of forgotten that it's not just me and them in a room. Right. Or they're trying to tell me a story about something. But no, I wouldn't be like Jimmy Carr now. I wouldn't be like doing a shout out for hecklers at all. Right, because as you, as you say, like there's some comedians and they're only looking for the right heckler in the audience and they're away. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 not me, not me. Because I never know. I don't, I don't want to be cruel to them. Yeah. You know? I do, Unless I do. I mean, I mean, look, I'm sure, Austin, I'm sure it's in my future. I'm sure I'm going to get an absolutely brutal heckle at some stage and I'll probably uh, break down, end up in an asylum. But for now, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. Um. So coming on this tour, um, yeah. Yeah. When do you kick off? 
So I think it's the... It's in the next week or so. I know you're in Toronto, I think, yeah. on the 30th, is it? Not on the 1st or something like that. That's it, sorry. Yeah. So it starts on the 30, 31st. Right. I'm there for two weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to, like, I keep, I keep calling it Winnipeg. I know it's called Win, Winnipeg? Winnipeg? Winter Peg? No, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. We say Winter Peg, because, you know, the story, this, this, well, the story is, you know, someone is, well, what's the, the summer's like in, Win, in Winnipeg? And said, I don't know. I've only been here 11 months. So, um, <laughs> well, I'm going there. I'm going yeah. to Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton, Victoria. Yeah. yeah. And Vancouver. then to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. really getting to see the place, which is great. Joanne, thanks a million. If anyone wants to get tickets, where are we sending them? Ha ha dot com. Ha ha dot com or Joanne McNally dot com. All Thank my you. gigs list, all the listings are there. Indeed. Like, yeah. Well, Joanne, it's been a real pleasure. Have a great Canadian trip. And, Thank uh, you, Austin. Thanks a million.